Hello and welcome. You're listening to the 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's word and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that God has given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out at soh.church. Download our mobile app. There's a free digital Bible on there and a ton of great resources and if you're listening anywhere where you get your podcasts, if you're watching the live stream, like, share, subscribe, turn on your notifications, invite someone. Uh, we want to continue to grow this study as we go through the gospel of Matthew. We are very close to the end of the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus covered a lot of very, very important topics. I highly, highly recommend uh, that you go back to Matthew 5 and start reading through and even just uh, do some study on your own time, of course. Uh, This is a way that we get started. And remember, a 100 starts with one. That's the purpose of all this, to get us kicked off get us learning, and then get us out uh, doing something for Christ's sake, right? Uh, Amen. So yesterday, we uh, went through the popular scripture that we all love, right? Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be opened. And we love that because we, we love it when we ask for something and then we get something in return, right? We None of us want to get denied uh, anything that we want. But I just want to touch on yesterday, uh, I hit on the power of prayer. I we, we also hit on the fact that sometimes like a good parent, God will, you know, refrain from giving us something that we ask for uh, because it's not the right time or it's just not right for us. You know, we're not all ways right all the time. And many times we pray for things and, and, uh, you know, we're glad that they don't come true because then we get more information or we mature a little bit and we realize that God actually has better for us than what we want, uh, sometimes in our lives, right? Our feelings can be sometimes not a good indicator as to what is the best thing for us. So, I do want to just hit on something that was on my heart from yesterday because I, I, I kind of harped a lot on what we want in this life in the way of either material possessions or answered prayers or you name it. But I want to just say that when God says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be opened, especially in the context of the... Sermon on the Mount, where he's teaching them how to draw closer to God, how to operate in the kingdom of God, we cannot, we cannot deny that those three things, asking, seeking, knocking, really also, and probably more so than anything else, is our pursuit of really understanding who God is, who God is. and. God wants us to know him, right? And then God wants us to make him known. We've talked about this. This is the purpose of life, to know him and make him known. But for that to happen, there has to be a willingness. Remember, God's not looking for perfect. He's looking for willing. And God can do a lot with your willingness. 
God can take your imperfections and the things that you can't do on your own and take you to that next level if you're just willing to believe. If you remember, Jesus said it like this, right? It, it said, for those who believe will see the glory of God, not the other way around. He didn't say, you see the glory of God and then you believe, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. Faith is, is when you don't see it and you know it in your heart, you pursue it anyway. So I just wanted to go back to yesterday on the two things that we hit. The asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knocking the door will be opened. That's not just, you know, the house that you want, the car that you want, the jobs that you want. As a matter of fact, those things are very, very minuscule because God already knows what you need. The food that you put in your mouth, the clothes that you put on you, right? We just got through the other day, Jesus saying, don't worry about those things. I already know you need them. I'll provide them. I provide for the birds. I provide for the lilies of the field. I'll provide for you. But there has to be a willingness to pursue God. And as we read back in Matthew chapter 6, if we seek God first, everything else gets added to our life. So I know I took in a couple extra minutes on that, but I, I didn't want to just hit on like, oh, you know, I ask for this job. And if I don't get it, it's nice. that's fine. And that's true. But what we really should be and what I hope that we're developing here as we study every day, as you study every day, as you go out and walk out this ministry that is your life, your life is a ministry, that you will have a, a, a hunger and thirst for God. Amen. And then, of course, we hit on the do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So, so powerful. If we would just live by that. Could you imagine? There would never been, have been slavery. There'll be no wars. There'll be no fighting. It's a simple rule, but we often don't don't uh, pursue that. And because it, it's it's hard for us, we we think about all the variables in life, and we have so many yeah buts. Yeah, I know. I want I want this. I want to be at peace with my neighbor, but and there are a million buts in the world. No pun intended. But there's one way. There's one way. And that's what we're going to get into here uh, today as we continue with Matthew chapter 7, starting with verse 13. We're going to hit on two scriptures today. Jesus, after saying, asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, do unto others as, ha they as you would have them do unto you. He starts talking to them about the way he says, enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only a few find it. So Jesus is once again using imagery and he says, enter through the narrow gate. That narrow gate leads to life. The wide gate leads to destruction. Again, there are many different ways to do something. There's many different ways to, and I've trust me, I've done them a lot of them, many different ways to mess something up, but often one way to do it right. And if you look at what a gate is, a gate is not a destination. A gate is an entrance to something. And Jesus gives two options, two paths 
We can go through the wide gate, the one that everybody seems to be going through, or we can go through a narrow gate. And the narrow gate is the one that leads to life. Now, I want to address this in terms of the original audience and what they were having to learn. Remember, they're living in the old covenant. That old covenant was, hey, you've got all of these rules and all of these laws and you follow these things and you do your sacrifices and you go to temple and you do all this. And maybe just maybe if you're righteous enough, you know, you'll you'll get in whatever that meant to them. But things were changing. See, God made promises to Abraham that his descendants would be as plentiful as the, the sand, as plentiful as the stars in the sky. And what they didn't know is that the covenant that was solely with Israel at that time was opening up to the whole world. And Abraham's promise would be fulfilled by those who were outside of their bubble. God was opening up. That's the mystery of the gospel, that God is opening up his covenant for everyone. That happened 2,000 years ago. But Abraham's promise that seems so broad, seems so wide, and seems so fleeting sometimes, was going to go through a narrow gate. See, his promise to Abraham, his promise to David, that the Messiah would sit on his throne. Remember, Matthew is showing them that everything that's been spoken to them before is coming, is here, now, then. And he's making that correlation. And Jesus is teaching here that there's a narrow gate and that he's the narrow gate. And I want to go back to, and I don't do this often because I know we're going through Matthew, but I want to go back to John chapter 10, where Jesus actually describes himself as the gate. We studied this in our last uh, season, so to speak. Jesus says, and this is John 10, 7 through 13. He says, therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I'm the gate for the sheep. Remember, this is the parable of the good shepherd. He's talking about, I'm the gate for the sheep and all who come before me have been thieves and robbers. He's talking about the people of the law. They will come in, they will go out to pasture. Whoever enters through me, will be saved. This is where it says the thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. I've come that they may have life and may have it full. I am the good shepherd, says Jesus. So Jesus is describing himself as not only the gate, the way, but the one who enters in through the proper way, which is honestly a great layout for exactly what happened, right? Jesus is the eternal being that always existed. In John chapter one, it says that, that through him, all things were created. He has always been the gate to the kingdom. So through him, nothing has ever been created that was not created through Jesus. He's always been that gate, but him being God himself entered through his own gate, became creation and walked among us. And in the flesh was the perfect example of the nature of God and the perfect example of what we could strive for as an imperfect humanity. And that's where I want to hit on here with our scripture today. Is that there is a narrow gate, there is a wide gate. Jesus is the gate to the Father. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father, 
except through me. And why is it? Why aren't there other ways? How can there other ways? Because we all deal with our sin. You see, our imperfection actually is our common ground. That's why we have to learn how to live at peace with one another. Because like it says in Romans 3, 22 and 23, it says the righteousness of God is found in belief in Christ. Because what? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Also says in Acts that all who call upon his name will be saved. But as we started out here, there's got to be a willingness. There's got to be a willingness to call out to him. And he will never deny those who are willing. But as like I had a conversation yesterday with somebody who wanted, you know, who's got some hostility toward the faith. And, you know, I'm trying to be gracious and open the invitation to lean in. And there's unwillingness. So there's really not anything that I, that I can do but pray for that person. God can do a lot with our willingness. But understand that even in the world that we live in, that you are going to be presented with a lot of different ways, a lot of different ways to achieve significance, a lot of different ways to get applause from the world around you. But there's really only one way. And like it says in Proverbs, that there's a path that seems right, but it leads to destruction. And destruction doesn't always have to be sin and hell in terms of sin and being to hell. But here's the fact of the matter is that when we pursue things that are just in the natural, if we pursue things that are not of God, we we get disappointed. Again, all covered in the Sermon on the Mount here. Jesus hits on all these points. What do you say? What are you talking about? The two treasures. We were just talking about this the other day. Is that you can pursue earthly treasures, but what happens? They get eaten by moths, rust. Thieves can come and take those things. They're corruptible. But he says, pursue the treasures in heaven because those things are incorruptible. Incorruptible. And just like you, in your body, by yourself, You're corruptible. You're natural. But one of the beauties of the kingdom of God, one of the amazing things of the new covenant is that this life is just not not it. This life is not all there is. That we are granted eternal life. But one thing that you'll see as we continue with Jesus' study, his studies, his teachings, the establishment of the kingdom of God. And just like he prayed on earth as it is in heaven, that we don't have to wait till we get to heaven for to experience his goodness, to experience the, all the, the miraculous. We can bring that here, but we've got to be willing. We've got to be willing to seek him. We've got to be willing to ask. We've got to be willing to knock on the doors, pursue him with all our heart and all our soul in all our mind, and not get distracted by the many, many things out there that want to pull us in different directions. Look, God wants you to have cool things in this world. That's that's fine. 
He wants you to, your life to be glorified. But you got to seek him first. And then everything else gets added to his life. Because again, everything that you achieve, the, the one vehicle that you never see following a hearse is a moving truck. Can't take any of it with you. So I'm trying to think of how to close this out today. I'm just going to read it again. And I want you to meditate on it. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, narrow, the road that leads to life. And only a few will find it. Look, you're going to go out into the world today as we wrap up here. And you're going to get hit with a lot of distractions, a lot of neon lights out there. I always think of it, think of it this way. God, Jesus is the light. He's the true light, right? But you see, there's a lot of neon lights out there. And neon lights, all they do is they buzz and they hiss and they try to get your attention and they try to draw you into something. Pursue the true light today. And if you're getting overwhelmed by all the things in this world that seem to want to pull you into different directions, pull back and get some time with Jesus. Get some time in prayer. Seek him. And I promise you, like he's, like we studied yesterday, all who ask, receive. All who seek, find. All who knock, the door will be opened. He'll guide you in the right direction. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you bring us together for these studies. Lord, help to guide us in the right way. With all the distractions in this world, Father God, Help us to find you in the noise. Help us to hear your voice, just like in your example in John chapter 10. Have the sheep hear your voice. Father, we are yours, and we seek your voice only. And help us, Lord, to better communicate and better do unto others as we would have them do unto us, and to even offer more, give them grace. Give people in your life grace today. And just have confidence knowing that he will never leave you nor forsake you nor deny you. But seek him first and you'll find the way to true fulfillment in this world. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church. We're in Deer Park, New York. Check us out at soh.church. Come down and visit us. At the very least, go to soh.church this Sunday, 1030 and watch us on the live stream. You're listening to the 1% Christian, where 100 starts with one. We're going to continue with Matthew chapter 7 tomorrow. Love you guys.